0: This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. In this Real Estate News Brief for the week ending March 25th of 2023, the Fed's latest rate hike, the impact of high rates on banks, and the top states for tenant migrations. I'm Kathy Fedke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. Let's begin with economic news from last week. And the Federal Reserve hiked the short-term rate once again, as we know, by a quarter point. The benchmark rate is now at four and three quarters to 5%. There had been speculation that we'd see a half-point rate hike because inflation hasn't been coming down fast enough, but the failure of Silicon Valley Bank forced the central bank to be more cautious. Fed Chief Jerome Powell said he was surprised at how quickly Silicon Valley Bank collapsed, and even admitted that committee members considered a pause in rate hikes. Federal Reserve data shows that almost $100 billion were pulled from accounts during the week that ended March 15th. Most of that money came from small banks, while larger banks saw more of an inflow. Although depositors have been yanking money from smaller banks, Powell says the deposit drain from small banks has slowed down, and the U.S. banking system is, quote, sound and resilient, unquote. He says the Fed set up a powerful backstop for banks, allowing them to tap into an emergency loan program. It's important to remember that FDIC-insured banks will guarantee deposits up to $250,000 and $500,000 for couples. If you have more than those amounts, you can protect yourself by keeping the maximum insured amounts at different banks. And moving on to the job market, the weekly unemployment report shows another drop in claims for new benefits. Those applications declined to a three-week low of $191,000. That indicates that companies are not laying off employees in any great numbers, and that higher interest rates have not hit the job market yet. And new home sales are up for a third month in a row thanks to a dip in mortgage rates. They rose 1.1% to an annual rate of $640,000 in February. And for the first time in 13 months, existing home sales were higher. According to the National Association of Realtors, they surged 14.5% last month, to an annual rate of $4.58 million. NAR says the sale of single-family homes is the highest ever since the association began tracking those numbers in 1999. As reported by MarketWatch, there's clearly pent-up demand for homes as the spring home-buying season gets underway. Well, it probably has a lot to do with lower mortgage rates as well. Mortgage rates slid closer to the 6% level this week, Freddie Mac says the average 30-year fixed-rate mortgage was down 18 basis points to 6.4% last week. The 15-year dropped 22 points to 5.6. That was mostly in reaction to all that bad banking news as more and more investors seek the safety of bonds and mortgage-backed securities. And in other news-making headlines, pressure on small banks could make it harder to get a real estate loan. According to Goldman Sachs, there are about 4,800 small and mid-sized banks in the U.S., and they're often the go-to lenders for real estate, including a high percentage of construction loans. These smaller banks are responsible for 67% of commercial real estate loans and 37% of all residential real estate loans. As reported by Axios, small banks had already started tightening their lending standards by the end of last year but now economists are expecting more tightening. CoStar says about 40% of loan officers had tightened their lending standards for commercial real estate by Q4 of last year. Only about 5% said they were doing that in Q4 of 2021. Commercial real estate could face the biggest impact as property owners deal with low-interest loans that are maturing, and many of them are in the office space, and there's a whole lot of half-empty office space out there. Those loans will need to be renegotiated at higher rates, making it tough on property owners and their lenders as loans become more unaffordable. One study projects the failure of 190 smaller banks if depositors decide to withdraw even half of their uninsured amounts. The study was done by Social Science Research Network and published in USA Today. The report did not list the at-risk banks, but described them as smaller banks with a total of $300 million in FDIC-insured deposits. They're at risk because the value of long-term investments like government bonds and mortgage-backed securities has gone down. Economists say if those values decline further, more of those smaller banks could be at risk. While it isn't just the beginning of the spring home-buying season, real estate insiders are expecting a huge number of renter migrations as well. And many of those renters are looking for homes in new cities. A study by Apartment List shows that 40% of tenants searched in a new metro last year, while 27% searched in a new state, and many are considering long distance moves. Apartment List says those long distance moves tend to be more common among high income renters, and that many of them are coming from California and New York. Those two states each lost about a half million residents from 2020 to 2022. Top destinations for ex-Californians are Nevada, Arizona, Texas, Washington, and Florida, while New Yorkers are heading to Florida, California, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, and Connecticut. Well, that's it for today. You can check the show notes for links at newsforinvestors.com. When you're there, you can hit the Join for Free button for complete access to our market data and resources for real estate investing opportunities. I'm Kathy Fetke, Thanks for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to newsforinvestors.com.